Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Herb Podcast, a place of information and inspiration for the home herbalist. I'm Bridget Doherty of the Solidago School of Herbalism, coming to you from a bridged island on the coast of Maine. In today's show, I'm talking about the wild food and medicine of stinging nettle. Before we get started, I want you to know that I'm not a doctor, nor do I diagnose or treat people. What I share is based on my own experience and what I have learned from my mentors. Ultimately, I want you to be empowered in seeking and achieving your own version of optimum health. I want you to be inspired to connect and relate to the common plants that grow all around you. Now, without further ado, let's have some fun and dig in. Today, I would love to share the plant stinging nettle with you, and I want to talk a bit about its name, um, how to identify it, about its stinging quality, uh, about its food and how you can cook with it, and about its medicinal properties and what I think is the best way to make herbal remedies with the nettle. So to start with, uh, stinging nettle is in the family Urticaceae, which is a family that mean name that means plants that sting. And there's two main species of nettle that are commonly found and used in herbal medicine today: Urtica urens and Urtica. Dioica. The Urtica urens, also known as lesser nettle, is an annual and it is found in Eurasia. And Urtica dioica is a perennial that has a subspecies that's found in Eurasia and a subspecies that is a North American plant. Urtica, the name Urtica, the genus of stinging nettle, comes from a couple different Latin names. One is uro, which is U-R-O meaning stinging, and urir, which is Latin, which means to burn. Urens, the species name urens, is Latin, which refers to stinging hairs. And the species name dioica is Greek, and it means of two houses, which describes the plant that has male and female flowers on separate plants, plants that are dioecious. 
Stinging nettle has square stems, opposite serrated leaves. They are bright to dark green in color. A lot of people think at first appearance that nettle could possibly be in the mint family because mint plants have these same square stems and opposite leaves, but nettle is not a mint. There is also a plant that has a common name, dead nettle, and those plants are in the mint family. Those are uh, Lamium genus. So the stinging nettle has these classic square stems and really tough, uh, fibrous stalks when they get older. And opposite leaves and the stinging hairs or trichomes is a botanical word for the hairs that are elongated cells that sit on a multicellular bulb. And they are made of silica, they have a hollow stem, and in the bulb, which is attached to the plant, um, contains a chemical cocktail, especially in this stinging nettle. There are other plants that have trichomes, cannabis being one of them. Urtica species have slightly different trichomes. Many of the Urtica species, the tips of the trichomes are brittle and they break on contact when they touch your skin. And they can leave that when you break that silica, it leaves a sharp edge and that can penetrate the skin. And then the chemical fluid is forced up and into the skin and causes a burning reaction and a rash that can last for minutes or days. It's considered contact dermatitis, not an allergic reaction. The urtica dioica, from my understanding, the trichomes can be much softer and they actually can work a little differently where they may be able to break off and puncture, but more often they actually spray the the chemical cocktail that is contained in them. It sprays it onto your skin when you brush it, brush by it, kind of has a flinging action. And that will cause the stinging feeling and the rash just by flinging this chemical cocktail on the skin. So what is this chemical cocktail that you speak of, Bridget? Well, that you know, the science is still out on that. We keep learning more about what's actually contained in the stinging chemical mixture. Uh, and it varies from species to species. But so far they've been able to realize that there are a mixture of neurotransmitters and acids that are contained in within the trichomes. Neurotransmitters such as histamine, acetylcholine, and serotonin, and acids such as tartaric, oxalic, and formic acids. And they can be in you know, different amounts and different components in the bulb fluid itself. It's been shown that female plants tend to have higher concentrations of the chemical than male plants do in the dioica species. 
both of the plants have more of an effect or the more of a stinging action, a stronger chemistry, closer to flowering and the time of seed producing, which makes sense because that's when the plants are really going to want to be protecting themselves and their future generations. The sting basically protects the plants from herbivores, except for humans. And it because it's such a nutrient-rich plant and is so beneficial that if it didn't have some form of defense, it's not bitter, it doesn't have bitter constituents, it doesn't have a high volatile oil content, which are other ways that prote plants protect themselves. But so these instead have the this chemistry that can sting and burn. And if it did not have this chemistry, then it might not even exist today because it would have been eaten up long, long ago and unable to reproduce. So the sting really does protect the plant and especially gets more and more potent as it gets ready to reproduce. Therefore, in the spring, like this time of year, when the plants are just starting to grow, the trichomes might not be fully formed, the chemistry is not fully there for the full burn, so they are a lot milder as far as the sting goes. And sometimes you don't even get stung when they're very young, but they're a lot easier to handle by hand, and then as they get older, they get more intense. So in the spring, when the plants are still quite small is when we like to harvest them for food as a spring green. And then as they mature, but still before they flower, but when they, are, they grow to be, and I'm speaking of the dioeca, the North American uh, plant, it might be different in, with the urens species, but when the plant gets to be about thigh high, but before it goes to flower, they can, they can grow to be quite tall. You, you can harvest it more for the dried plant tea infusions and teas that people make. So in the spring, when we're harvesting the greens for food, we can usually just use our bare hands and scissors. And when you go to harvest the the leaf, you just want to grab right onto it with your fingers and hold that leaf. And you don't really want to touch the stem or let it spray on you at all or rub against you. But then you can just cut your with your scissors and place it in your basket. And when you hold on really tightly without, you know, gently brushing the plant, you won't get stung. It's more of this brushing action that can that can lead to more of a sting. But if you tend to be sensitive, if your skin is sensitive, if you're allergic to or you have a bad reaction topically to ant bites and bee stings, then um, you might want to wear gloves anytime you harvest the nettle. Or if you're harvesting a lot of nettle, then you might want to wear gloves and even something like a long sleeve shirt. Even if, you know, you're harvesting with your hands, bare hands and a small amount of nettle, you might still get, it won't be a stingy feeling, but you might just get this like kind of tingly and um, uh, sensitivity feeling at your fingertips. And that can last depending on how much nettle you have and how sensitive you are. 
Um, it could last for a couple hours to most of the day. So if that bothers you, then definitely wear gloves. And then once the plants start to flower, we don't really harvest them anymore for their greens because they tend to have um, calcium carbonate crystals in them and those can irritate the kidneys. And it's just less pleasant to eat because it's very tough and fibrous. At that point, you can just let it go to seed and a lot of people do also harvest the seeds and make medicine with those. So in the spring, as a, as a spring green, you can, if you, once you've found your nettle and you've harvested it, you can bring it inside and cook it right up. You can store it in the fridge for a short amount of time, but fresh is best. You just want to cook it like any other green, like spinach or even kale. Um, you can put nettle in soup. You can even make just a really simple plain nettle soup where you take your spring greens, put them in a pot with water and maybe some onions and garlic, or, or you could put it in a pot with some sort of broth or miso, or you'd add the miso after it's done, but just let it simmer away and cook for an hour until the nettle leaves are very tender and have infused and imparted their minerals and their flavor into the broth. And then you can add to, you know, remove it from the heat, add a little spoonful of miso and you're good to go with a nice nettle soup, spring soup. You can also make nettle fritters, nettle omelet. You can put nettle in your frittatas. You could do a green nettle saute with some other greens and some mushrooms, maybe some shiitake mushrooms and some garlic and some butter. And you can make a nettle pesto. And that usually people will blanch the nettle first to denature the sting. And then you can grind it up in your processor with some Parmesan and toasted nuts and olive oil and garlic. So anytime, once you harvest the nettle, once you cook it or you dry the nettle, the sting dissipates and it doesn't have that effect anymore. The way that I like to incorporate nettle into my diet on a regular basis is in a nourishing herbal infusion. And those are the, the plants that we're going to harvest more into the summertime when they are taller and you know you get more for your harvest. And then you can hang those to dry. And when you hang them to dry, you want to hang them, the stems individually because they are so full of protein that if you clump them all together or they're not exposed to a lot of air flow while they dry, then they can rot relatively easily and go bad. So dry them well spaced, make sure you harvest them on a very dry day. And then once they're dry, you can cut them up leaves and stem and all and make nourishing herbal infusions with them. Of course, if you don't want to go through all of that, you can also purchase dried nettle in bulk, uh, cut and sifted dried nettle in bulk Mountain Rose Herbs, Frontier Herb Co-op, Southwest Botanicals, Star West Botanicals, 
Pacific Botanicals um, are all great distributors that sell bulk herbs. To make a nourishing herbal infusion, you need to weigh out your plant material, and it needs to be plant material that does not have a scent. So none of the mints that have any volatile oils, we don't really make infusions with those. They're too strong. But you're really food-like, nourishing herbs that are high in minerals, high in protein. Those are the herbs that we want to make our nourishing herbal infusions with because they are food. And this is a great way to concentrate that food and get as much as we can from it and to get a large quantity of it. So you are going to weigh out one ounce of the dried nettle leaf. And this is important to do because you want to make sure that you get enough nettle to really make it worthwhile. Nettle tea, which, you know, just like a tea bag or a teaspoonful of leaves really is not going to do much for you. It's like eating a teaspoon of spinach, not going to give you that much. So we want to eat. This is a green, a leafy green food. We want to consume it in large amounts. So you weigh out your one ounce of nettle, which would be equal to four ounces of fresh nettle. You weigh out your one ounce of dried nettle, you put it in a quart jar, boil some water, pour the boiling water into the jar to cover the nettle and fill the jar totally. Put a lid on it, let it sit on your counter for four to eight to 10 hours. Once it's room temperature, you can put it in the fridge to preserve it um, and then you know wait the full eight hours and then you strain it. Um, and you want to squeeze the plant material really well to get all the goodness out, all the infusion that's in the plant material out of the plant material. And put it in your quart jar and you're ready to go. And I think that nettle infusion tastes best ice cold. So either drinking it over ice or drinking it fresh out of the fridge is a lot tastier than room temperature or warm. If you really need to drink it warm, you can add a little tamari or miso to it, something a little salty. You don't really wanna add honey to it because that would be like adding honey to kale and that doesn't really, so you wanna go more savory than sweet with your infusion if you need to flavor it. You could also put like a tiny pinch of mint in with it, either before you make the infusion or you could, you know, take the infusion and then make mint tea with it if you wanted. You could put it in your morning smoothie. Um, but for me, I just try to drink one quart at least a week but I and have it in a rotation with my other nourishing herbs that I like to drink. So I would like to get into, well, why do we actually even want to eat nettle and why do we want to drink nettle nourishing infusion? So stick with me and we will get into all of the wonderful medicinal benefits that nettle has to offer. A lot of herbalists say, when in doubt, give them nettle. 
basically nettle covers so much of our body's health and has so many aspects of our health that it supports that really you can't go wrong with it. And I want to get into all of that. But ultimately, I think that one of the main reasons why it is so beneficial for so many aspects of our health is because it is so mineral and vitamin rich. It's basically like a multivitamin and mineral in one. Plus, you get a lot of protein from it. And then you get a whole other host of other phytonutrients with it. So definitely even way better than a multivitamin and mineral tablet. Like, So I invite you, if you are taking a regular daily multivitamin, I invite you to stop and instead drink nourishing herbal infusions and definitely include nettle in your rotation of nourishing herbs. One body system that nettle really supports is our immune system, our immune health. Nettle improves the flow of our lymph and is known as a remedy for allergies um, and hay fever, cat allergies, what have you. It works both in the long haul. So if you're drinking these nourishing infusions one to three times a week for three or more months, maybe even a full year if your allergies are really bad, um, it can really remedy them in the long in the long haul so you won't even be affected by the allergens anymore but in the immediate use it does have some antihistamine properties for hay fever and the way that i hear people mostly working with the nettle for this is by working with it as a tincture that's made from the fresh plant material or in a freeze dried capsule that that the Eclectic Institute makes. And when I worked in a natural pharmacy, we sold tons of those in um, spring allergy tree, pollen allergy season, and uh, hay fever season, which is when the grasses are in pollen, which is a little bit later in the summer. And I don't, I, my guess is, and I'm not sure, but I know that they want to use the nettle where you're actually getting some of those constituents from what's inside those trichomes. And there's histamine in those trichomes. So I'm wondering if we consume a small amount of histamine, then our reaction to that is to make more antihistamines, which is what we want to do to help reduce our allergic reaction, right? So a lot of times like a dried nettle product or infusion is not necessarily going to help act as an antihistamine, but will help to support the immune system over the long haul. And then if you have some sort of remedy that has a way of preserving the chemistry within the trichome, either freeze drying it supposedly does that, um, as well as tincturing, then you can have more immediate symptomatic relief of your allergies. Uh, nettle is also known to reduce autoimmune, other autoimmune symptoms because, you know, allergies are an autoimmune symptom and even symptoms like rheumatoid arthritis um, can find great relief from regular ingestion of nettle. And again, you know, you're probably not going to get much 
benefit if you're just going to drink a tea of nettle every once in a while and expect great results. Really, to get the best results from nettle, we're using large amounts over a long period of time. And that's why the nourishing herbal infusion works really well. It re the nettle really supports our glandular system and especially our adrenal glands. And it can help to increase energy, reducing fatigue and exhaustion by supporting our adrenals. It's also really known to help alleviate symptoms of PMS and menopause. Nettle has great benefits to our respiratory system as well. It's able to both strengthen and improve the flexibility of the lungs, which is really important because our lungs are, need to be able to expand and contract really easily for us to take deep, nourishing breath. And the nettle allows that flexibility. It's also known to help relieve bronchitis and even asthma. But again, you have to drink the infusion for over a long period of time to really get lasting benefits. For our skeletal body, again, the minerals are going to be really beneficial for building bone health and even... Um, you know, people who are into the osteopenia, the pre-osteoporosis stage, maybe even entering into osteoporosis, there have been great stories of people um, drinking nettle infusion and really starting to see improvements in their bone strength, even though the current medical understanding is that once you have bone loss, you can't rebuild bone. But people are finding great results with with herbal nutrition in helping to improve our bone health. And it also helps with relieving pain of arthritis in our joints and rheumatic pain as well. And it can help this both topically and internally. Sometimes people purposefully sting themselves, sting their arthritic joints or painful areas of their body with the nettle because it will bring a healing response and it will cause immediate inflammation, which will kick the bodies into gear to fight that inflammation and help to bring some anti-inflammatory properties to the area that is already inflamed. As well as being a counter irritant where it's like, okay, well now I'm focusing more on this nettle sting than my arthritis pain. So maybe that's better <laughs> I don't, um, as a, you know, just your counter irritant application. Nettle is really well known for improving both hair and skin and fingernails and toenails, the health of them. So if you find, if you feel your nails and they have ridges on them, um, that's often a sign of mineral deficiency. And you'll find that if you drink nettle nourishing infusion for a while, those ridges will quickly disappear and you'll have nice, smooth, strong nails. And the same goes for your hair and your skin will take on this beautiful glow and um, really be a lot healthier. It could even be helpful for people who have skin conditions such as eczema or chronic acne 
that it can you know, help heal that over time. And the infusion of the nettle couldn't be applied topically or in, drunk internally for these benefits. Some people will even use nettle as a hair rinse to make their hair shinier you know, in the shower. Or if you have some infusion that you didn't get to drink all the way until it started to turn a little, you can still rinse your hair with that and then maybe rinse it out so it doesn't smell like rotting nettle, but it will still have that beautiful sheen. Uh, Also, nettle has an affinity and is really well known to support the urinary system. It strengthens the kidneys and supports their functioning. It's also a diuretic, but it is a potassium-rich diuretic. So a lot of times, pharmaceutical diuretics will leach minerals and especially potassium out of the body and potassium is an extremely important mineral to have in the right amounts in your body and nettle just happens to be loaded with potassium so that's great i find that when i haven't been having drinking uh, nettle infusion for a while and i start drinking it again that it definitely has a pretty strong diuretic action um and i find that I have to pee more frequently, but then after a while, after drinking it for a while, that has less of an effect and almost as like it gets rid of the excess water and any edema. And then afterwards, it's fine. It's not going to push your body beyond. It's not going to be a diuretic, even if you don't need one, you know, it only will be one if you need it, which is the wonderful thing about herbs. They are not like drugs and where a drug will keep, you know, pushing you in one direction, whether you need to go there, or if it's even if it's too much, a diuretic is a diuretic. But in the herbal world, most often than not, the herbs are not going to push you beyond because they work with your body and they'll, they won't have a diuretic action if it's not needed. Very also beneficial for our cardiovascular system, builds our blood health again with all of the minerals and then also increases the flexibility of our veins and arteries so that blood is more able to flow more easily and get pumped through the body more easily and can help um, with any sort of blood pressure issues. The liver has improved functioning when drinking nourishing nettle infusion for over a period of time. And nettle is also an herb that is known as an alterative, which basically means it helps the body to function better by supporting our kidneys, our liver, and our digestive processes. So if you want to know more about alteratives, check out last week's podcast. And even the week before that, I talked more about alteratives. Nettle really helps with digestive issues. Any Most bowel complaints can be relieved by drinking nettle infusion over a long period of time. Plus, it's really getting a lot of clout around it and its ability to stabilize blood sugar and to also the ability of it to heal intestinal tissue. So very beneficial there. Also very beneficial for our brain where it sharpens mental focus. It's also known to help reduce Alzheimer's and Parkinson's 
disease symptoms. Nettle restores minerals to our body. It helps us to heal from chronic debilitating diseases. And it also helps to increase vitality overall and increase iron and red blood cells, helping to relieve anemia and helping to bring more energy. The nervous system also benefits from nettle. It can really help to ease nervous system disorders, eliminate chronic tension headaches, and reduce nervous exhaustion. Also excellent for our reproductive capacities of both men and women, improves sexual functions, supports women while they're pregnant, lactating, and even in childbirth, because it can help support the amount of iron in our blood. It can help to reduce any excessive bleeding in childbirth. But again, you have to be drinking it along the way. So it's, a, it's an excellent beverage for women who are pregnant. So, so, so many benefits. Why would you not want to drink nettle nourishing infusion, really? Some other side things to think about nettle, you know, some magical or old folkloric ways that nettle was worked with. Um, people used to, or maybe they still do, I don't know, but to remove a curse, send it back. You can carry some nettle in a sachet. People would sprinkle nettle around a house to keep evil out and to send it back. Um, It was thrown into a fire to avert danger, worn as an amulet to keep negativity far away. Thought to it's thought to have the ability to clear auras and energetic pathways, and it brings a vibrancy in energetic, biochemical, and magnetic fields. So it's really known as almost like an energetic charger, nettle, the herb of energy. It used to be really well known as a fiber herb, again, because the stalk of the nettle, the stem of the nettle is very fibrous, especially as it gets um, older and taller through the season. The word nettle uh, is possibly derived from a Germanic word, natale, for needle. Pardon my horrible accent. Uh, If anyone in Germany is out there listening to me, I think I might have one German listener that I've seen in my analytics. So thanks for listening. And so the the nettle used was used for sewing, and people would make nettle string, and then they would weave it into fabric similar and before flax was common. And this was done in Germanic and Scandinavian cultures, especially. And it would create a fabric that was similar to linen or hemp. Fine woven cloth for linens and clothes, yarn for fishing nets, it was used. And that was maybe another reason why it was called nettle was because it was used to make fishing nets, uh, rope, and even paper and it makes a green fabric dye. And then another really place that 
nettle can be beneficial is in the garden. I mean, yes, it can totally take over a garden. So if you've planted it in your garden, just beware or harvest it very heavily and maybe you'll be okay because it does spread both by seed and by runners underground. So a nettle patch can grow quite well. Um, but it also, because it is so mineral rich, it makes a great fertilizer for your garden beds. So if you do have nettle or if you have to cut it back or harvest it, you can, especially the later summer nettle, you don't want to use any that have seeds or roots, but you can cut them up, the nettle plant and put it in a bucket and then fill the bucket with water, put a lid on it and let it sit in a hot sunny field for a couple weeks and let it rot. And you could also call it nettle rot or compost tea. And then you would take that compost tea and dilute it in a ratio of one to 10 nettle fertilizer to plain water. And then you can water your plants with it. And again, you want to water at the base of the plant. You don't want to do any foliar spraying because it can be almost too nitrogen rich and can burn the plants. But a great nitrogen rich fertilizer for your gardens. You can also add the nettle to your compost, maybe focus on the male flowering plants for that. You don't really want to put a lot of nettle seed into your compost or any of the roots, root runners. But if you just harvest the plant before it goes to seed, um, you can add it to your compost pile to make a nice mineral rich compost. So go out there, find some nettle, stink, get a little stung, see how that feels. You might get a couple hives, just do it in one little place, but really kind of feel the nettle and then bring some home, cook some up in a meal that you would cook any other greens that you would put any other dish, you'd put kale or spinach in. You can add, a, add some nettle in there with your other greens if you'd like. And then come back to the patch once that nettle's taller in a month or two and harvest it, hang it to dry and make your nourishing herbal infusions. If you can't find any nettle or you don't have the time to do that, go ahead and order yourself a pound of cut and sifted dry nettle and start making nourishing herbal infusions and you will feel the difference. If you're interested in learning about foraging medicinal plants, making herbal remedies, growing herbs in your garden, and general seasonal backyard and kitchen herbalism, check out the Solidago Herbs School Membership Classroom on the Patreon website. You can find it when you go to the Patreon website, just search Solidago Herbs School, and you should find me that way. And I have monthly classes that include PDFs, audio material, and uh, video demonstrations with a focus on seasonal foraging, gardening, and medicinal plants. Last month, uh, we focused on usnea. This month, we're focusing on spring roots. And next month, it'll be wild salads and spring greens. Um, so check us out. I'm also going to put um, all of the podcast notes on Patreon. They are up there. And with this week's podcast notes, I'll also 
put a handful of short videos that I did that were taken in a nettle patch with a little bit more information and detailed information about the lovely nettle. So come find me there. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, check out my website. All of those can be found by searching Soledago Herb School. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm Bridget Doherty. Until next week, be well, let intuition guide you, and have fun with herbs. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube